Hi, I'm Dr. Tamitha Scove, the space weather woman, and you are listening to audio from my video forecast. So when I reference something to look at or to watch, if you want to see it, just visit my YouTube channel or check it out at spaceweatherwoman.com. And now, here is your forecast. We have multiple solar storms on their way to Earth. The first couple have already hit, and yet stronger ones are to come. Those stories and more in the news this week. Space weather this week really begins to pick up in activity, but not so much in the way of solar flares. As we take a look at the Earth-facing disk, you can see a lot of active regions in Earth view, and you can see lots of filaments too. In fact, take a look at this filament here up in the north. You can barely see it kind of lightly lift off like that whoosh, but there is a solar storm that it launched. This solar storm's been mainly going northwest of Earth, but it does have a slight Earth-directed component. In fact, it hit just earlier today, and it's giving us just a little bit of disturbance, but that is just the first of several solar storms that we've been watching for. Take a look here now at region 3466. You can see yet another solar storm being launched. This solar storm is going mainly west of Earth, but it also have a slightly Earth-directed component. We'll talk more about these solar storms in a minute, but we're not done. Believe it or not, as we take a look at the east limb of the sun, there's quite a bit of activity there. You can see a solar storm being launched here. You'll see another solar storm being, bam, right there being launched in the south. Neither of those are Earth-directed, but keep your eye on region 3467. This one launches another solar storm right here. Ready? Wait for it. Here it comes. Bam! Right there. That solar storm actually does have an Earth-directed component, and as we take a look at it in coronagraphs, you can see it really looks like it's a partial halo. This is the one that we're expecting to come yet. It has not hit Earth yet, but it should come here in the next day or two, and that's not only the last one, believe it or not. If we take a look down here at this filament, pay attention to it and pay attention to region 3463 because on the 17th, bam, right there, do you see that thing fire? And if you watch this filament here, it begins to erode a little bit. So the combination of these two actually have sent another solar storm to the south of Earth. And as we take a look at it in coronagraphs, you can see that partial halo going south of Earth, but that means it also has an Earthward-directed component. So we've got a lot of solar storm models to look at. NASA and NOAA have been furiously busy. And welcome to near-solar maximum, because we're going to start seeing more eruptions like this. In fact, we've already seen another one on the sun's far side, and that's going to hearken new regions that will be rotating into Earth view here over the next few days. And we'll talk more about that when we get to the far side sun. Meanwhile, as we take a look at our M-flare threat meter, we have been dealing with the X-ray flux kind of creeping down and creeping down a bit. We're sitting now around the seafloor, almost down below the seafloor. You can see we did pop an M-class flare back on the 14th, but that didn't last all that long. Then we popped another M-class flare along with uh, a bit of a, uh, an extended storm. This is one that launched actually one of those solar storms that's headed toward Earth. But since then, things have been reasonably calm. You haven't seen all that much activity. This means we're getting kind of quiet on the bands and it's gonna get a little bit quieter before things get loud again. So amateur radio operators definitely enjoy some dayside radio propagation with a little bit less noise on the bands than you're used to hearing. 
Now, switching to our solar storm conditions, well, we can see over the past couple weeks, things have been extremely quiet. In fact, we've been sitting at uh, barely unsettled conditions to mainly quiet conditions. The only other time is when we've actually bumped up to almost storm levels here was back on the 13th, and that was due to some fast solar wind that hit us. But however, it just didn't last all that long. We did get a little of aurora, but it went back down to unsettled conditions, and now it's basically down to quiet conditions. However, we have just recently gotten the impact from that first set of solar storms that's hitting Earth, and that has managed to bump us up to unsettled conditions. We're getting a little bit of aurora at high latitudes now, but not all that much, not as much as we would need to bump down to, uh, you know, see aurora down at mid-latitudes. But with those new solar storms, coming, it should be a really good chance over the next couple days. Now, switching to our solar storm prediction model, well, this is NASA's version of the model, and you're looking down at the sun from the North Pole with Earth being off to the right. We're going to take a look at all of those uh, solar storms that I just showed you that are on their way to Earth. In fact, this particular one, when we set this solar storm into motion here, you can see that solar storm coming out toward Earth. Bam, it hits Earth right here. The impact time really was about six hour, you know, six UT on uh, the 18th. So this is the storm that we are uh, getting hit with right now. In fact, there's actually two solar storms that are maybe are kind of back to back or on top of each other. It's kind of hard to tell from the data, but this solar storm is one of the weaker solar storms. We're not really expecting it to, to cause all that much ruckus. This is the one that was going mainly northwest of Earth. However, as we take a look at yet the other solar storm, this is the one that was mainly going west of Earth. You can see it's hitting Earth basically around noon on the 18th. So again, we think that these two storms are kind of hitting back to back. It's hard to tell from the uh, from the uh, real-time satellite data whether or not in our upstream monitors, whether or not both storms have hit thus far because both of them are kind of wispy storms, very weak storms, and kind of glancing blows. So not expecting all that much. Things will likely kind of quiet down because we have to wait for the bigger solar storm. And that's what this one is. This is the NOAA's version of this, the uh, solar storm prediction model. The top panel is density, the bottom panel is velocity, and you're looking down at the sun from the North Pole with Earth being off to the right. And when we set this solar storm in motion, what you're going to see here is a solar storm mainly going to the east of Earth. And this solar storm is the one that had that big halo. This is the one that was shot mainly to the east, but it was a much larger storm than the other ones we've been seeing. The impact time here looks like it's going to be about late on the 19th, and that could possibly bump us up to active conditions and give us some aurora at mid-latitudes, and that should sustain into the night, into the 20th. And then we have one more solar storm. If you recall, we have the one that's going to the south of Earth. Well, NOAA didn't model that one. NASA has, so we're back to the NASA model. And this one, as it hits Earth, you can see the impact time here is going to be about early on the 21st. So expect this one to hit after the one on the 19th, and this one could also be a decent uh, impact for us and bring Aurora down to mid-latitudes. It also means we could be storming clear until the 22nd before things really begin to calm down. So Aurora photographers, if you're at high latitudes, you're going to get a show. At mid-latitudes, well, it's touch and go, but maybe, just maybe. Now, switching to our uh, far-sighted monitor, we can no longer view the sun from 
the, the stereo A imagery because stereo A is staring at the sun from the front side. So we have to switch to uh, what our HMI and AIA imagery of about two weeks ago to kind of give us an idea of what was going on on the sun's far side uh, or what is going on the sun's far side now. And as we take a look at this, we actually are looking at regions 3451 and 3452 as well as region 3448. These regions were a bit active on the sun's far side. And in fact, when we take a look at the HMI helioseismology far-sided viewer, we actually can see these regions that we're looking here on the gray part of this image this is the front side of the sun and you can see these regions as they were leaving the front side of the sun back on the 11th of October but as we follow them we get into the gold regions this is the sun's far side now and that's where these regions are they're located on the sun's far side and as you can see where the dark regions are here you can see a little bit of darkness here for 3448 as well as 3451 and 52 we're definitely going to have a chance of these regions surviving their far-sided passage and Believe it or not, as we continue watching these regions move uh, across this, this, the disk, the far-sided disk, we saw a huge uh, big solar storm, far-sided solar storm that was launched. Here is the coronagraph for this uh, particular uh, far-sided so uh, solar storm launch. And this thing is almost a full halo and an intense one at that. And so it looks like, from the imagery, it looks like the, the uh, location, the source region is somewhere in this cluster of regions. So definitely be aware when regions 3451, 52, and 48 rotate back into Earth view in about, oh, three to five days, we're definitely going to be looking for big solar storm producers just like that, and possibly the rise in solar flare uh, radio blackouts as well. Now, switching to our moon, we are now coming out of the new moon phase on our way to our first quarter. And by the 21st, our moon will be about 43% illuminated. So Unite Sky Watchers, if you want to catch those dim objects in the sky, like, I don't know, maybe some aurora, well, you're going to have this somewhat bright companion to deal with. So you're going to need to check your local rise and set times. So now switching to our solar storm conditions and aurora possibilities over the coming week, we are anticipating some more solar storms hitting Earth. We already have gotten hit by the solar storms uh, that were supposed to arrive on the 18th. But at high latitudes, NOAA is expecting minor storm conditions and then possibly major storm conditions by the 21st, with about a 65% chance of a major storm leading into even a 50% chance of a severe storm by the, uh, the 21st. That's when things should peak. So aurora photographers, if you're at high latitudes, you should definitely get a show. And then things will begin to settle down a little bit on the 22nd, but by the beginning of the work week, things should be pretty calm. Now at mid-latitudes, we're only expecting active conditions, but we do have up to about a 30% chance of a minor storm. This is at mid-latitudes that should last into the 20th and in, or the 21st before things begin to calm down. But once again, by the time we get into the work week, things should be reasonably calm. So Aurora photographers, if you're at mid-latitudes, well, if you're at the top tier of the United States, you could probably get a chance to chase. But other than that, be a little bit careful and only if you're dedicated. Now, switching to your solar flare and dayside radio blackout outlook over the coming week. Well, we have been calming down. We're sitting at about the mid-130s right now for solar flux. And this means that we do have decent radio propagation on Earth's dayside. But we also have the, the, the benefit of only having about a 5% chance of M-class flares at an R1 to R2 level radio blackout and only about a 1% chance of an R3 level radio blackout. This means things are extremely quiet right now. It's good 
news for radio uh, amateurs who want to do some decent DXing on Earth's day side. Now, things will definitely increase as we get some of those regions that we talked about rotating back into Earth view. So expect by Sunday and into Monday, we could see that solar flare risk rise just a little bit. So radio blackouts might become a little bit more common, but it still shouldn't be too bad. You should be able to get some, some decent contacts and have those radio communications remain pretty uh, open uh, on Earth's day side over the coming week. Now, switching to our radiation storm and polar aviation outlook over the coming week, everything is in the green. We are at the D1 normal range uh, at the flight level 360. That's for you aviators, which is also the S0 quiet range for uh, the rest of us. And this is wonderful news because it does mean we have very little risk for radiation storms. And this con these conditions will continue easily throughout this week. We just don't have a lot of big flare players on the Earth-facing disk that are all that angry right now. So luckily, these conditions should uh, last throughout this week, possibly through next week before things calm down. And so you frequent flyers, well, you are all in the clear. So the space weather this week is actually picking up quite a bit. We have quite a few solar storms that are headed towards Earth. So Aurora photographers, if you're at high latitudes, you can, should definitely get some decent shows. In fact, you're probably getting some already. But if you're Aurora photographers at mid-latitudes, well, the best time to chase will be late on the 19th, possibly into the 20th and the 21st before things begin to calm down. And only if you're at the high tier of the United States or possibly New Zealand and Tasmania, if you guys are getting some good weather, should you really bother. Now, amateur radio operators and emergency responders, well, you guys should be getting a good uh, uh, radio propagation right now, uh, low risk for radio blackouts, and uh, that those conditions are likely going to continue throughout this week, possibly into next week. And so you're only going to be dealing with the disruptions from the solar storms that seem to continue to linger uh, throughout this upcoming week. But by next week, things should be calming down quite a bit for you. And now you GPS users, well, things should look pretty good for you. Uh, you're dealing a little bit with uh, radio blackouts on Earth's day side, not very much, but things near dawn and dusk might be a little bit dicey. But just be careful on the, on the Earth's uh, uh, night side because we're dealing with those solar storms and you have to make sure you calibrate your magnetometers often if you are a drone flyer and stay away from Aurora. I'm Tamitha Scove. Thank you for listening.